Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Flapping, Flapping and, and Fun. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, welcome to Flapjack's Vacuum Dumpster. You suck them, we chuck them. Flapjack! And I'm just three kids in a trench coat. Fun. Raise hell, praise Dale, baby. Angel face. <laughs> Somehow I knew that would be one of your entrance lines. <laughs> it was supposed to be the first time, but I got like... Mm. I know, I know. Anxiety hits you when you're about to say it. Um, okay, well, Angel, as a reminder for our listeners, what pronouns should we refer to you with? My pronouns are she, they. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It was so fun having you on our review for Dragula Titans. I always think that you have such a cool perspective on things. So I'm excited to pick your brain a little bit mm. today. She's pulsing and ripe for the picking. Oh, yes. I Over learned ripe. a new word this week. Okay. Turgid. Oh, yeah. I and like I think that turgid. very accurately describes how I feel right now. I'm unfamiliar with that word. Oh, let's turn to our lead researcher. Alexa, volume 10. Alexa, define turgid. The adjective turgid is usually defined as swollen, distended, tumid. For more, ask me to give you more definitions for turgid. You don't want to know what that yeah. reminds me of. I think that was enough. <laughs> I think they use that word. Have y'all seen uh, 10 Things I Hate About You, the 90s movie? No. I think so. <laughs> There's like the school principal is actively writing erotica throughout the throughout the uh, entire movie. And she uses turgid to describe <laughs> someone's member. Also tumescent, mm. which means about the same thing. I live. See, that's all part of the educational opportunities and no, that's all part of the educational resources we offer here at Flapping and Fawning. So how's everyone doing? What you, what you been going through this week? Just want to have this chance to relax and unwind. Yeah, October kicked my ass, so I'm, uh, I'm still recovering a little bit. Yeah, same. Um, finally taking a breath because last weekend was DIY. Yeah. And that was me making stuff for Taurine. Taurine finally made her debut. Um, I co-hosted DIY last weekend and made an outfit like the night before. Not really the night before, but like two nights before. Fully made a brand new outfit for it because I like to overwork myself. (laughs) I mean, DIY drag was so fun. Um, you did an excellent job hosting. Angela, it was wonderful seeing you there. And Augie, hello. Sorry, I didn't say hi. I was <gasps> oh extremely intoxicated because I, I don't really drink that much when I do drag. So getting to go to a show out of drag was really nice. I just really let loose. Um, but yes, my partner also got to, well, it wasn't their debut, but you know, it, they perform like once every year. So uh, yeah, I was excited to see Bon Bon up there doing her thing. She, the sweetest confection. The su- oh yeah. She lived for that intro. Oh my God. <laughs> but, that is really cute. <laughs> I was, I was very, very proud of her uh, with the, the wig reveal that she did. She was very excited about that tuck and roll that revealed to that other wig. Um, so good for her. <laughs> it was a really fun night. Everybody, was. There was a lot of people that debuted for the first time. Uh, a lot of people that might have debuted in Birmingham for their first time. Yeah. They might have performed somewhere else, but it was their first time in Birmingham. It was a really good show. And like the energy, so fantastic. It's probably like one of my favorite shows that I've done. Yeah, it was great. 
and and your numbers were really excellent as well. I really enjoyed them, especially yeah. the it was the, which one was the striptease? Was that Dorian Electra? Yeah, your boy. Yeah, yeah the, I loved loved that number. Thank you. Um, it was it was super good. But speaking of people making drag debuts, Bon Bon will actually be performing once again this month at the Ultimate Supreme competition at the Quest Club, um, which Flapping and Fawning happens to be sponsoring, um, and. Bon Bon is going to be competing. It's for a $1,000 prize uh, in cash, as well as several other prizes as well. One of those being a guest spot on Flapping and Fawning Podcast. So uh, yeah. pretty soon you'll be hearing from the winner of the Ultimate Supreme. And who knows, maybe it'll be Bon Bon, or maybe it'll be one of the other 10 contestants that were recently announced on the Quest Club page. So I- I'm super excited that we're getting to be a part of that competition. Also, Fawn and I, last night, we got to, well, uh, at the time of recording this, we got to go see a show at Birmingham Festival Theater. Yes. Side we got to see side, side by Side, which is a Sondheim collaboration of... Cabaret of sorts. Yeah. It was amazing. Like, I don't know. It, 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 have you been to Birmingham Festival Theater before, Angel? No. You got to check it out. Maybe you should go when, when I'm doing my show. But um, the Side by Side was was excellent, excellent, excellent. Like, there were songs I didn't even know that I knew, but I knew them when they sang them. Does that make sense? And yeah. they're still stuck in my yeah. head. It was very Not getting good. married today. Oh, yeah. Well, for me, it was the comedy tomorrow. No, something tomorrow. Comedy tonight. We are the comedy queen. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was really excellent and so shout out to our friends um well, sarah james bj underwood katie dale yes. and really i only know katie and bj but I, I, sarah was i very, have very, known sarah for a very long time so she was excellent did an amazing job um and then also barry and jan and yeah. molly and um, they all they did were great all fantastic all, they I were did. all very gruel uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, but speaking of Birmingham Festival Theater, I have my show. And so this week I have just been there almost every single night. Actually, no, I think I was there every single night this week. The I've, I've been rehearsing for that. Um, Big change of pace from how we rehearsed for Reindeer. Yeah. It was we like were doing like once a week, yeah. an hour or so with the director. No, it's like three hours each night. But I, we've got things like blocked out now. And I, I, I know where i need to be when i'm Walk saying out the just words like them brows oh yeah well no i just shaved mine off um <laughs> so it's gonna be very very good i'm i'm just i'm tired but i am excited to keep pushing through because it's a very very fun show and i'm learning a lot too uh, um and it's it's gonna be great so that's who's holiday tickets should open sales for that on november 14th so by the time this episode comes out um you can rush over to the birmingham festival theater website and go ahead and grab your tickets that will be running the two middle weekends of december That'll be the weekend of the 9th through 11th and the 16th through the 18th for those of you that need specific dates. Yes, mark those calendars. Angel, what about you? What you got going on? Not a whole lot. Um, are you participating and uh, are you honoring no no- November by doing no drag? <laughs> <laughs> um, November's always been kind of like a, a drag wasteland yeah. for me. Same. Yeah, but y'all have actual plans. I've got um, the show that I'm hosting and then kind of nothing until uh, December 11th. I never forget. I don't think I have literally any gigs this month. I think I might Wait, have one I, gig. I thought you had like month. a December gig or something. Don't, don't you have a show? Yeah, you have, have the, you have the Iron Bowl. At Quest. Yeah, the Iron Bowl. 
Yeah. Iron Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Iron Bowl drag show. I'm not doing anything <laughs> Iron Bowl themed. I'm doing whatever the fuck I want no, to. You should, you should you, be the war eagle. I should, no, you should be a referee. I should be the football. Yes, I like it. Get get kicked around. Maybe one of those inflatable ones people put in their ass. What? Yeah. Have you not seen that? <laughs> I Unfortunately. I've seen oh. inflatable things people put in their ass, but not an inflatable football. Oh, they exist. Amazon. Eva Destruction knows all about it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, but, oh, also my birthday was this week. Yes, your birthday was this I week. How did forgetting. I forget about that? <laughs> 13 going on 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's these, okay, shout out to my um, my friends slash fans who go to Magic City Acceptance Academy, the uh, Ren Burbage and Pluto Stardust. I don't know your real name. Oh, yes, I do. Ursa. Ursa. Um, they were cracking me up. They kept posting on my wall and sending me messages that were like, sweet 16, happy sweet 16. Oh, I saw those and I was <laughs> cracking up. So shout out to them. They always make me feel so good. Um, I really love Are them. Are you having a quince? Uh, I am. Yes. And I am ready to get canceled for that appropriation. Uh, <laughs> it's about time for you. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's about right. Now that I've been on TV, it's over. <laughs> Yeah, so that was all the big stuff. I mean, I got to have a surprise party. I had on Tuesday night, I had rehearsal at BFT. Then I went to improv class. And then I came home and got squirted right in the face by Fawn with, <laughs> a, with Silly String because there were a bunch of people hiding in my house. And there was a little surprise party. So that was super fun to get to have a surprise. I genuinely had no idea what was happening. Um, Y'all better be glad she don't carry. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Just carrying this turgid member. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I believe we have a five-star review, right? Yes. And this one comes from Joe. Oh, well, hi, Joe. I wonder if that's our friend Victoria Von Vicious. I think so. Friend who just um, also took a new drag daughter. <gasps> oh, yeah. Shalo? Yes, who debuted at, at the DIY. last DIY. Props to them. It was amazing. Yeah. So this one, I can't read the entire title because Apple's dumb and cut it all <laughs> off. It so off. it's a stellar pod for fans of drag and... Yeah. Um, This has got to be one of my new favorite shows. From in-depth chats about drag competition shows like Drag Race and Dragula, to breaking down and explaining gender identity to folks who might not understand. All right. This show is a is great for anyone looking to gag on drag, but then has a has the feel of having oh I can't read has the feel of having a delightful chat with close friends. It's intimate, it's silly, and it'll pick your spirit right on up. Well, thanks, Joe, friend of the pod. <laughs> I love Joe. They were also, or Victoria, they were in um, Rocky Horror Masquerade Ball uh, with, with us this year. They played Lips, and um, just phenomenal. I always love getting to work with them. I'm um, nice. I like a nice pair of lips, if you oh, know what I mean. I, I do know what you mean. Um, yeah, that's why I named myself Flap. <laughs> Angel, you're just a human soundboard. (laughs) (laughs) You can also catch Joe, known as Victoria Von Vicious, at my show at the Nick one week from today on November 19th. 
Uh, I am actually so glad that you mentioned Drag Night at the Nick because that's kind of how I want to start by chatting with you. Um, yeah. So, Angel, we're so excited to have you here, and I just want you to be able to, you know, share, spread your your hot information all over the world, sh- shoot that that your knowledge on our listeners. Um, <laughs> all these sexual, <laughs> I think, are about to be full sexual innuendos. I don't know where this is coming from. <laughs> coming. Okay, so. <laughs> Victoria, no, you're, who are you? Angel. Um, DIY drag. No. Drag night at the Nick. Oh my God. I'm sorry. Drunk again. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about Drag Night at the Nick and, and how, how would you describe that show? How did that come to be? Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Um, drag Night at the Nick is a monthly alternative drag show held at a dive bar called The Nick here in Birmingham. It is the only show in Birmingham with a biohazard warning. Um, just <laughs> totally because of me. No one else ever wants to do it. Get their fluids on stage. Have you ever considered uh, taping down the floor for the splash zone? You know, I haven't. <laughs> that was only for lube wrestling. Only for lube wrestling. And it wasn't even very successful. We did have lube wrestling. That's going to happen again sometime. Yes. Um, I want to see Flapjack do it. Um, can I just call the numbers? Can I can I just be the a, a big titty himbo or thimbo with like the numbers? Yeah, but I also want you to compete. Oh god, in, I'm gonna in die. The huge titties. Okay. Oh shit, those are expensive. Okay. Oh, maybe <laughs> never mind. Yeah. Um. Until very very recently, with the advent of DIY drag, I was also the um easiest person for newcomers to book with in Birmingham. I've booked people off of Grinder when I still had one. I've nice. booked people on stage at other shows, including DIY Drag, booked people in the audience. Just let me know what you do and tell me that you want to be in my show and I'll probably book you. I love that. What what made you want to strive to have such an easy relationship to book with as a, as a show director? Um, when I first started drag in Birmingham, it was kind of like a very daunting experience to try to get booked professionally mm. in this city. And there's so much talent, so much talent uh, that just goes un undug up, whatever the fuck I'm trying to say. Undiscovered. Undiscovered. Yeah, there's so much undiscovered, underrepresented talent in this city and I want to give all those people a chance to see what it's like to be in a show and get them seen. Yeah. Nice. I love that. And I think that, I think that is really important because I mean, as someone who came up relatively recently, you were one of the first people who gave me a booking and gave me that shot. So, I mean, thank you for that. And thank you for being that model to people in the city. So did you, sorry, not to cut you off on, did you start uh drag night at the Nick? No, actually, um, back in, 2019, uh, Saliva Godiva still lived here, and um, the bar that her show Misfits was at, uh, it was called The Chapel, it closed down, and we were looking for a new place to have an alternative drag show, and then a couple months later, uh, she reached out to the Nick and got it started, and then as she was planning to move to Atlanta, which she has already done, she gave me the show to host and I've been doing it ever since. Nice. So thank you, Saliva. <laughs> okay. So I know that you said that uh, Drag Night at the Nick is one of the only alternative shows in town. And I, I mean, we've had 
something that I've been really excited about is this resurgence and revolution of drag in Birmingham. You know, there's a lot of up and coming entertainers who are really embracing this more alternative side. I'm seeing more people in the mainstream ish clubs uh, get those bookings that are a bit more alternative or we're seeing that, that trend a little bit more. Um, and so I'm curious to know it, how, how does that reflect into your drag? Can you tell us about your drag and, and how you identify that? Does that make sense? No, it doesn't. No. Tell us about your drag. <laughs> it's also like, how do you identify your drag character? Yeah. Um, Who's I don't, Angel? I don't really say that I have a drag character. It's just kind of me in my purest form. Um, I wish I could be in drag all the time. It's probably why I'm uh, medically transitioning uh, starting in February. As Congrats. Thank you. Angel, I, me... You. <laughs> in, it's kind of all about combining the identities of being Southern, being alternative mm. and weird, being into weird stuff, and just presenting that on stage. I, I have a really hard time describing myself now. It used to be um, like a haunted doll thing, and then that kind of dissipated, and now it's like okay, I'm a goth tranny living in um, the deep south. And that's about it. Work. Okay, we are going to take a quick break, but then when we come back, I definitely want to hear all about your drag journey and how you have found yourself now. And we are back with Angel Face. Hi. And <laughs> so would you tell us, I know because like I was there, we started around the same time. Mm-hmm. Would you tell the listeners a little bit about how you got your star and the transformation of how you got to where you are today? Yeah. Um, I started off doing drag in my bedroom when I was mm. a sophomore in high school. Uh, I'm 24 now, so... I've been putting myself in drag for eight, nine, ten years. Wow. Which is interesting. Um, I say that my drag birthday is uh, September 2016, because that was when my first performance was. Um, Jacksonville State University had a... Go Cox. Go Cox. Had a womanless beauty pageant drag show thing that I entered. Mm. Um, and I won it and that's oh, when it started. So by that point I'd been putting myself in drag and practicing for two or three years. And then. So she's a pageant queen is what I'm hearing. N- mm, not anymore. <laughs> I did one in high school as well, but I don't, and I won it not to brag. <laughs> Not to brag that I won a womanless beauty pageant being the only queer kid in a rural uh, community high school. Um, I think it matters, though. My very first drag performance was at a bar called Rick's in, let's see, where was it at? Tupelo, Mississippi? I believe Hmm. I got in with um, another entertainer who doesn't do drag anymore. Her name was Aria Vontrell. And um, she was hosting that show. Uh, We were friends. She was sort of a mentor to me at the time. Gave me a spot. 
I did the spot and no one's been able to get rid of my itch ever since. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have that same problem, but no one's been able to cure it. Um, The itch, I mean. I know a great doctor. Oh, yeah? Doctor? Dr. Kevorkian. Mark, does does he do one of those anal probes? (laughs) (laughs) I can hook you up with an anal probe. Hook me up anytime. <laughs> okay, okay. Now, I, I think the first time I saw you perform, it was at this show at Zydeco. Um, oh, my God. And, yeah. and but That this, was a long time it, ago. Yeah. Very that was 2017, bestie. Uh, you had a very different aesthetic then. Oh, yeah. So, um, can you tell me, what were you going through? Because um, <laughs> <laughs> that was very different. Mental illness. Work. Um, I was... When I first started putting myself in drag, it was during season seven of Drag Race, which Mm. uh, had Trixie Mattel, who was very inspiring to me at the time, uh, Violet Tchotchke, Miss Fame, Pearl, Katya, and I took a lot of influence from all of them, and I was doing this kind of uh, super cute, over-the-top, feminine, but in a cute way, not in like a sexy way. I didn't think I could be sexy then. Um, I do remember it was very cute. I think you did Dolly Parton. I did. You had pink. It was blonde. You were very bouncy. I was like, who was the bouncy one? Because yeah. like, you you I, I can't I don't I can't remember what shoes you were wearing, but I was always like, how how are they being able to move their body like that? Oh with, my god, with, I still have those shoes. They hurt. <laughs> They're so bad. They're so busted up now. Vintage. Yeah, we love it. Um, well, cool. So, were you always Angel Face? How did you get your drag name? Yeah, um, I my, originally my drag character was going to be like a caricature of a Southern Baptist woman and also um, like an angel who fell to earth and was really confused with how the Christian church had uh, progressed since like Jesus was a thing. Mm. And I imagined that uh, she fell to earth and somebody like called her angel face because she was so beautiful and it's kind of like a a cat call and she was just like that works that sounds nice (laughs) and there's a random z in it because facebook wouldn't let me uh make my last name f-a-c-e and people started putting it on show posters and it just stuck interesting so you're a victim of the facebook last name gate i truly am a victim (laughs) (laughs) um so what would you say that your bigger mission is with drag? Like, what is important to you? Um, what's important is that I'm proud of myself and creating what I want to. I know a lot of people um, go into it and they're like, I want to entertain you. Um, honestly, I love entertaining people and having audience connection. But what's really important is that I'm expressing myself how I want to. I do drag for me. Uh, I don't do drag for... Um, drunk Susie who wants to give me a dollar. Mm. That's I, I think, yeah, that is a very unique perspective. I, I know that when I first started, I, I felt very similarly about, you know, I want to make sure that I'm doing this for me. And I, and I think I still am doing this for me, but I definitely 60% of what I do is like, okay, what will the crowd enjoy? What will make them want to give me more money? Um, that, that is definitely where my brain goes first. Um, and I, you and I have had conversations before about, how you want the audience to respond 
to your and, and I found that to be really interesting because the thing I'm always looking for is applause or laughter. But I, I know that you said that you sometimes have different things that you look for. So how do, how do you come up with your goals and your performances? How do you come up with your artistic vision? Really interested to hear about that. Um, I used to describe it like most drag queens um, want to be like superheroes, the main characters and their own stories who want you to like them. And seeing myself as sort of like one of those side characters mm. that um, disgusts you, makes you cry, makes you laugh, um, makes you uncomfortable. Of course, I love applause just as much as anyone. And, <laughs> um, I get it. <laughs> not to brag. But um, yeah, it's just not always about people clapping for you or clapping for me. Um a lot of my performances in the past have been like event art about things that I'm going through that I want to express. And um, when I'm talking about things that make me feel bad, all I want is pity. <laughs> I want tears. What has been your favorite number that you have performed so far? Ooh, shit. That's kind of tough. What is my favorite number? Actually, my favorite song to do, period, is... Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer by Ethel Kane hmm. featuring Lil Aaron and uh, Ethel Kane is a huge inspiration to me she's my number one favorite artist and um, do it for daddy and do it for Dale <laughs> I do it for my daddy and I do it for Dale I'm doing what I want and I'm doing it well she just kind of wraps up everything that I want to be and that song in particular is kind of like I just love to move around to it. Um, I love the way that I dress for it. It feels very authentic to me. And the crowd usually likes it, which isn't my goal, but it's it's something that I like. <laughs> and you've actually met Ethel, haven't you? Oh, my God. So when I was actually coming up with the Michelle Pfeiffer number, um, I was part of her Discord fan club that she moderates. And I... Um, I was posting in it about it and she was like, what the fuck? That's so cool. When is your next show date? And um, really? I cried. <laughs> I cried. And she actually came to the next show at the Nick. She was living what? in Alabama at the time. Yeah, she came. I got to meet her and her sister and she followed me on Instagram. And now she's kind of blown up a little bit. She's been in Givenchy ads. Um, she walked... I think either Mew Mew or Prada at this last New York fashion week and having like some sort of connection to her and her telling me that I'm fucking cool. is like, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> it's really meaningful. Okay. Before we get into our break, we do have a special question that we like to ask all of our special guests. Um, and that is what is the secret ingredient to your drag? Like, if we were making a big angel face casserole, what would it not be complete without? Uh, Dale Earnhardt Sr. <laughs> <laughs> like his cum or just him? His ashes. Well, you heard it here, <laughs> folks. <laughs> and we'll be back with more angel face. Welcome back. <laughs> that's the fawn sound oh yeah 
It always just sounds like they're doing it into the mic. We need a clip um, both of Angel's animal noises and put them on the soundboard. Oh, yeah, and they'll live forever. (laughs) You're going to have your whole own section. I live. Thank you. Well, Angel, we're going to just keep plugging away, learning about you. Um, And, you know, I feel like we've talked a lot about who Angel is in drag, who Angel is on the stage, but I'm also curious to know about you out of drag. Like, can you tell us, like, what's what's a day in the life of Angel like? So a day in the life, I wake up at 2 p.m. (laughs) Oh, I'm so jealous. I wake up at at 2 (laughs) p.m. I'm a bartender. Well, I'm a beer tender. I work at a brewery. Uh, like three days out of the week. Sometimes I wear makeup and that takes time. Um, I feel. I go thrifting a lot. I watch a lot of movies and TV. Um, I'm I'm a transgender. It's a big part of it. I don't do a whole lot that's not drag. I, I just love drag so much. I That's basically the most interesting part about me. Oh, nice. Okay. I think that's like honestly kind of relatable because that's one thing I struggle with is like, especially like family is like always like, what do you want to do with your life and all this shit? And I'm like, I don't know. All I know is that I love drag. Mm. I think eventually I'd like to join like the, the haunt industry. I thought about doing it this year, but, um, what is, what is the haunt industry? Like haunted houses. houses. Oh, okay. 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 Do you have a local one that you would be interested in? Um, I applied for Atrox and they got back to me like two months later than they said they would. And I was like, sorry, I can't do it. I've already booked up October, October. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you would be amazing at that though. I mean, Same. like you have Thank such you. A, a, a talent for makeup. You are so scary. Ah! Would you want to be on the makeup side of things or would you want to be working in the house? I'd want to be a performer. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, can you do both? Can you like paint and scare? It depends on the haunt that you're working at. At Atrox, there are people that do both. It's not as common, but there are people that do both. You should see if the Nick would let you make like a haunted bar. That could be fun. Like, <laughs> like, like kill people in the bar and have yeah! people stick around. I mean, maybe. I, I think that'd be really fun. It could be a drag night at the Nick where everybody's dead. Bones sticking out, you know, scary, blood everywhere, blood on the floor. You, you walk in and you slip on something. It, yeah, it would definitely be... Um, Spooky, but in a fun way. You know, if you know what I mean. Yeah. That sounds like more work than I'm willing to put in anything. <laughs> okay. At least with a haunted house, you walk in and everything's ready. All you got to do is do the damn True. thing. When I was in college, the band used to do this fundraiser. The building was called Holsey that the band would practice in. And so they, they called it haunted Holsey. And so they would make like a full on haunted house. Like on the inside of this. So it must've been after my time in band. Maybe. I mean, it was definitely during my time. So, which I mean, we only have like two years apart apart so that we weren't in it together but i do not it's remember. possible is all i'm saying you know maybe you could do it out of your apartment you know just like hey kids come up come up the stairs um <laughs> with today's climate it's scary with today's climate of like no <laughs> it would be scary for the right people just to come in my apartment as it is <laughs> my joke is that i live in a catholic household but no one in it is catholic <laughs> i have like a bunch of crucifixes and bones on the wall <laughs> i love that uh, <laughs> thank you i also have bones on the wall it's just fawn 
Yours is painted. It, it is. It is. But I, I didn't paint Mine it. Mine are fresh from the earth. <laughs> nice. Um, okay. So what, what, are you, what are you... Like, I know we talked a little bit about, about your goals in drag. Like, you think you want to join the haunt, maybe? Or is there anything else that you're hoping to achieve someday with your drag goals? Well, um, this summer, I'm actually going to move to Charlotte, North Carolina, to a bigger alternative drag scene. You can I, press the button. I'm sad, but I but I am happy for you. Like I, I know that's going to be a, a good move for you. Like it, we're going to miss you though. That's so. one of the things that's going to leave a big hole in Birmingham. Um, I'm sorry. I meant to hit right in front of my salad. Uh, <laughs> big hole. That's going to leave a big hole in Birmingham because it's one of those things we have had a handful of entertainers of your caliber that are in like between like Tara, you and saliva have been kind of like staples. And now you're the only one that's like left and there hasn't really been anybody to (gasps) step up and take the place of exactly what you do. No more spooky Queens. Um, no more. So it's like, there's definitely going to be a giant hole that will be felt. We are gonna miss you. What if you did a, a, a like a not maybe not a roast maybe a roast but you know the Lady Bunny roast in All Stars Four where she like died. Oh yeah, like a fake funeral. Yeah, well, you know because everyone I would love that. That would be really fun. Like at the you could do it at the Nick. I would love that. We could have you post it up. Oh my god, that would be amazing. And like everyone, because you know everyone always talks about you want to say the nice things about people that you would say at their funeral, but like while they're alive. You know, yeah. so like before you go, we should say all the nice things about you. I don't know if I can handle that. And we might say some hateful things too. Yeah, we could say a couple. The I roast would take some hateful, some hateful feedback. Honestly, I think I think we should soak on this idea. I really like it. The gears are turning. <laughs> that is really excited though, and I'm really happy for you. I know, like for me, Birmingham is not long term goals, and I'm every day getting more and more exhausted of this town, but. I still love it and I'm still here. So I'm going to make the best of it, but that's really exciting. It's going to be really sad. You're going to be up there with like Mr. And all of them. Correct. Yeah, actually um, during 2020 when it was um, really lonely, I was just stuck at my parents' house because quarantine and everything. I, uh, I'm really good friends with the Van Danks, the house of terror up there, which is like Mr. Vegas uh, Tallulah, Crystal, all of them. Um, and I was talking to Vegas about how jealous I was about the connection that they all have. And Vegas was like, do you want to join? I was like, I don't know. And then later on that summer, um, I actually did join House of Terror. So I've got two drag families and one of them is in North Carolina and it's huge and they have their own alternative drag scene. So I won't have to like do it all myself yeah because i can imagine that is something that is really exhausting i know just from somebody that is outside the norm that it is exhausting trying to find your own place as it is but trying to find that i can only imagine what it is for you that is not only finding a place for you but also making space for others so yeah i'm i'm really really lucky that saliva blazed that trail for me and i was able to like take the nick and do what I wanted. 
by the neck. There. Take the nick by the neck. And you mentioned you have another drag family. Yeah, I'm also part of a drag collective called Grits. It uh, stands for Ghouls Raised in the South. That makes me hungry. <laughs> and that would be um, me, uh, the artist formerly known as Sister Milky Juicy. Oh. I miss her. Saliva Godiva, Mavis Gary, Luna C, um, Kitty Bubbles, and Abby Cadabra, I think, are honorary members. There's a couple of us, but um, we're like the spooky bunch from Alabama and <laughs> West Georgia for a little bit, and we're family, too. Well, how has drag family impacted your experience? Um, in the beginning, I had a little bit of a drag family and I found it really limiting because they had goals that were different than mine and mm. I felt really stifled. But then um, as I got farther into drag, joining more of like collectives has been really good. We've got each other's backs. We book each other, uh, give opinions and help when we can. And it's just, it's nice to have friends. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes they can stab you in the back, though, and snatch your wig. Viewers, do you ever want to be alone? <laughs> All the time. Good. <laughs> I feel like it's a Dora the Explorer episode now, you know? <laughs> like, just talk back to the recording. Swiper, no swiping. <laughs> um, I also was curious about, you know, you, you and I both got to present at UAB recently. We did a yeah. drag boot camp. Uh, thing I talked about tall makeup, which surprised me that they asked me for that. Um, but you got to talk about the uh, DIY construction, right? For like yeah. costumes. And that did not surprise me at all because I think you're one of the best costumer, co- costumists, seam, seamsters that we have in the town. So can you tell us a little bit about uh, that? Like what, what was that experience like for you? Yeah. Um, that was really fun. I liked, um, making a little PowerPoint presentation and gathering up everything. Um, Something that we realized after the event is that this was like three or four days before they had their little fashion show. Oh, yeah. And by then, everyone already had their costumes done. So it was a a very small crowd that I was speaking to, but I enjoyed speaking about it, and I had some some good feedback. I also had a, a little cosplay person in there who kept trying to, like, show off their skills <laughs> and it's like i'm not here for the people that own a, a serger <laughs> i'm here for the hot glue crowd <laughs> right now you make a lot of your stuff right um yes and no i have several costumes that i have like fully made myself but a lot of it is um thrifting base garments and then customizing them nice yeah I love it. I love it. I guess technically I make the look, but I don't make all the pieces. Mm. Do you have any advice for somebody that might be looking to start drag? Um, Don't try to join a family right away. But if you have a friend, team up with your friends and help each other out. Um, I survive with that. Yes, I definitely ask for bookings. Don't just get mad that you're not getting any talk to somebody. Hey, we're not attacking me on this podcast. <laughs> I mean, we could be. You never know. 
Well, I think that pretty much brings us to the end of the questions that we had for you, Angel. But before we get into our very final question, where can our listeners find you? Is there anything that you want to plug? Um, sort of. I host a monthly direct show here in Birmingham at The Nick. I am on Instagram and Facebook at Angel Face, spelled A-N-G-E-L-F-A-Z-C-E. Uh, if there's any other social media that you find my name on it, mind your business. Uh, that's not for you. Um, unless it's my Gmail. Like I shouldn't say that. Um, I don't really have anything else to plug right now. It's, we're in sort of a dead zone for my drag right now. Fair. I plugged this morning for you. Thank you. All right. It's time for that final signature terrifying question. Yes. Okay. So, this our big uh, episode ending question. Anytime oh, yeah. we do an interview. Turn back time. If you could put any historical figure, dead or alive, in drag, who would it be and what would be their drag name? Well, um, Napoleon Bonaparte famously had hemorrhoids. <laughs> yes. And I recently came up with the drag name Papa Squat. <laughs> First name being Papa, last name being Squat. So I think that would be um, very cunty. <laughs> well, please welcome to the stage, Papa Squat. Squat. Well, you heard it here, folks. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Flapping and Fawning. Angel, it's been fun. Yes. I've had a great time here at 9 a.m. in the studio. for listening to Flapping and Fawning. Music by Elliot Nass. Promotional art by Danny Lee. Hosts are Flapjack. Oh, hey, that's me. And I'm Fawn. You can follow me on Instagram at fawn.fawn.fawn. And you can follow me over at Instagram as well and pretty much any other social media platform at flapjquellen, F-L-A-P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E. Connect with us on social media on Instagram at Flapping and Fawning Pod and on Twitter at Flap and Fawn Pod. Oh, and make sure you check out the links in our bio to buy some merch. You can also connect with us via Gmail at flappingandfawningpod at gmail.com. See you next time. Bye. Ta-ta.